Hey, listeners, I'm Masada Jones. <laughs> Why are you making that face? I'm just like holding back thinking of something. Hey listeners, I'm Asada Jones. Hi, I'm Andrew Jones. And this is At Home with the Joneses. Welcome to our home. Each episode, Andrew and I are going to sit down and catch up with each other about things that are happening in our lives and we're going to talk about things that we've learned in the past 15 years together. So this is the first episode of our podcast. You obviously know who I am. I'm Asada, but this voice, my husband's voice, you're probably unfamiliar with. So we were going to take a couple minutes and do a little intro to Andrew so you can get to know him a little bit. Thanks, honey. <laughs> I've I'm privileged to be married to this beautiful woman, Asada Jones, and I'm also privileged to be working as a chef in many capacities and proud fur baby owner to (laughs) Apollo and Artemis as well. I'm sure you've heard of them. Our babies. It's great to be a part of the show and so you guys can get to know us a little bit better and we're going to have some fun with some different studies and questionnaires and topics and stuff that's serious and fun Um, maybe we can talk about some cooking stuff too and not all this crazy (laughs) brain stuff that asada talks about crazy brain stuff yeah oh wow (laughs) mental health yeah 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 i love it um yeah i'm looking forward to all of that and yeah maybe we can do some um behind the scenes cooking videos for the patrons um, that'll be fun to see. We'll put a, we'll put a video up on the Patreon feed. Um, all right. So let's tell the listeners how we met. Um, it was a million years ago in a land far, far away. I'm kidding. The land before time? The land before, I mean, really it was or, in the before times, technically. We met pre-pandemic. Yeah. The land before time? You thought it was like 10,000 million years ago. Okay. The dawn of time. We met 16 years ago. Ooh. But we started dating about 15 years ago because we were friends for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We were doing the friends thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met um, at the Florida Mall. Yep. We were introduced to each other by a friend. Yep. And um, Sada was working at Hacksun. Ooh, we. Which is. Is it still in business? I'm not too uh, sure. Maybe. Uh, we won't Google it right here. <laughs> that remains to be known. I haven't been there in a very long time. That's all I know. Same. We went for a 10-year anniversary. Do you remember that? Yes, it was very weird. We tried to find the spot we stood in or something like that. Yeah, the spot where we met. Yeah, but the store was all different, so it was hard to tell. I remembered. Of course you did. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so we went 15 years ago, or 16 years ago. Uh It's been a hot minute, you guys. We've been doing this for a while, if you can't tell already, by the way we talk to each other. (laughs) But um, it's been pretty great. And um, we've been married for seven years. Yes, we're about to celebrate our seven year anniversary in October. And uh, I don't know about you, that's kind of surprising. I feel like those seven years has gone by really fast. Indeed, it has. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but even though we've been together for a long time, listeners, uh, 
I think there's some things that we can still learn from each other, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. Um, The other reason being that I think simply just by sharing our story and sharing like, you know, what we've been through, um, other people can learn from it. So that's kind of cool too. Sharing is caring, right? Sure is. (laughs) Hey, I just realized we have the number seven tattooed on our finger on our ring finger because we got engaged seven. seven years into our relationship but it's also our seven year marriage anniversary so it has a double meeting this oh year. yeah it's kind of cool right yeah i think that's a good segue as any to get ourselves into the main theme of today's episode the bane event <laughs> Yeah, and that's the Science of People questionnaire. Okay, so I ran into this article online or ran across this article online. Um, It's 36 deep questions to ask your significant other so you can truly know them. All right, so even though we've been married for a long time, I still think that there are levels to you that I don't know, and I think there's levels to me you don't know, so it would be fun to you know, discover those levels together. Now, how deep are we going to get into it on an online questionnaire from scienceofpeople.com? I don't know, but it'll be fun to try it out. You up for it? Find out together. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, All right. So listeners, if you want to follow along and do your own questionnaire with a significant other or a friend, it's scienceofpeople.com. And again, it's 36 deep questions to ask your significant other so you can truly know them. All right. Do you want to go first, Andrew? Sure. All right. So first question, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Alive or dead? It doesn't matter. Anthony Bourdain. Ooh. If, if it could be anybody alive or dead. That's a very good one. Alive only? Deepak Chopra, just because he's going to, like, blow your mind with some deep, like, existential conversation during dinner and probably, like, make you rethink your entire life. Yeah, he'll be like, this this food isn't really here. This is just how we perceive the food. It's all carbon and we're all carbon. No, like, the taste is... You're just eating yourself. Yeah, yeah. the taste isn't really the taste. It's how you perceive the taste. Is your face... The universe is your face. Yes, I think that's his his uh, his, his next new book. book. His mm-hmm. newest book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. obviously I'm well versed. Anthony Bourdain and Deepak Chopra. Those are really good, really good guests. Um, I would do. I mean, assuming I don't have to cook because I wouldn't want to embarrass myself like that. But um, I would do Oprah. Yeah. I just it's a basic answer, but I would do Oprah. Nice. I think she's so freaking fantastic and there's like so many things that I would talk to her about, you know? Or Michelle Obama. Oh my god. I'm literally in my body's getting chills just thinking about having <laughs> Michelle Obama in my presence. Yeah, like that would be pretty amazing, Michelle Obama. Okay. Um all right. So, so next the question. next question <laughs> is obviously gonna be would you like to be famous? And if so, in what way? Yes, I would like to be famous 
I would like to be famous in the way that Oprah is famous for starting conversations. You know what I mean? Like Oprah's famous for like a bazillion things, you know, for having, you know, for obviously monetary stuff. But like I think one of the reasons I think she's fantastic is because she opened the door. Wow, that was my elbow cracking. That was insane. Um, She opened the door for – just very interesting conversations like in the very beginning of her show obviously she did like the you know talk show circuit thing and a couple topics were trash but like eventually she got into some really serious topics and Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of cool yeah it's like the transition from her being like a celebrity almost to like harnessing her celebrity potential to do things that are more real and not like based within like you know the the fame world of like the gossip or like you know like yeah the talk show kind of like what it was before that of like you know like Jerry Springer kind of thing where it's like all about the drama and then I think she morphed it kind of more into like something that was more from her heart I mean I wouldn't say from her heart it was you know I'm sure there's like topics that she like watched the old ones. So well, like there's topics that I'm sure she cared about, and there's just like you know topics to like get middle-aged white women to watch her show, things like that. But like, I think it's smart and strategic, even if it wasn't like, even if she isn't a hundred percent altruistic. Because let's be honest, somebody that has that much money in her life can't, you know, isn't like doing it just to to be a good person you know homie's got dollar signs in her mind which is rightfully so she's worked really fucking hard for everything that she has but at the end of the day she does try to like push you to have a important conversation with yourself and a, a like a larger conversation with yourself about your health and your wellness if you really like read what she puts out and you read like the books that she recommends and like, if you're, like, really listening to what she's saying and not, like, the celebrity of it all, Oprah's really trying to fucking get you to have, like, come to Jesus moments and, like, be a better person. Of course. Um, I mean, I, and, and that's really what I – that's what I love about Oprah. And it's just, you know, kind of cool. So, yeah, I like to be famous like that, but in a way that's, like – more urging people to like be better people yeah what about you honey would you like to be famous and in what way not really maybe like locally famous somewhere as like a chef or artist would be fun but don't really want anything that comes along with modern infamy in our culture the attention the social media all that stuff I don't think I'd really want anything to do with that well there's a difference between like fame and celebrity okay well then that case then like Morimoto is famous Masahari Morimoto incredibly famous talented chef but like paparazzi isn't following him around people aren't you know he still has to like keep up all those things and like I don't know but uh, either way, uh, maybe locally famous somewhere would be great. But 
you know, I don't think I'd ever want to be super famous, like, either way, you know. Cool. Hmm. All right, my turn. Before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Uh, yes, I do from time to time. Uh, depends on who I'm calling, I guess. Usually when I'm calling you, I usually just want to see how you're doing to start off and then go from there. But, you know, if I'm calling somewhere, especially like a business, like when I think about what I'm going to say and get to the point and like get it over with. But uh, the why would be to save time, I guess, and like not deal with all the ridiculousness that is dealing with a call center somewhere that's like outsourced and hard to deal with when you're trying to figure out the problem they don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so you like you rehearse what you're gonna say on your end to like yeah to like coach them into the problem that you're having maybe like you know if you had a problem with your phone instead of just being like i have a phone problem and then that's like this long-winded thing and they want you to reset your phone and all this other things to try to solve the problem you can just be like hey i've tried all these things already this is probably what it is and i need you to fix it you know like being more direct with people, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so then do you rehearse the conversation when it's not like a customer service call? Not so much. Oh, okay. Maybe if it's somebody I don't want to deal with and I already know what I want to say to them. But otherwise, no. Gotcha. How about you, Asada? Um, I do. Yeah, I do. Quite often. I mean, not when I'm talking to you. I mean, sometimes when I'm, yeah, sometimes when I call you, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to tell them about this, this, and that, you know? Um, sometimes you have to if you're trying to get a point across and we're busy, you know? Like you rehearse it on purpose because you're trying to complete some goals and you know what those are before going into the call. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I do it all the time to, like, gather my thoughts and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. This is what I want to say. I mean... Yeah, like, I do it to gather my thoughts. I definitely think it's, like, an anxiety thing, like, an anxious thing where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my ducks in a row so I can make sure I say this so that way I don't sound stupid or, like, you know, you know, I don't ramble on and I always end up rambling on, so. That makes two of us. Do you do you agree with that? Like, that's kind of like an anxiety no, thing, rambling too? rambling on. Oh, okay. So I think the next question is a good one that not only can I ask you, but I can prophesize what your perfect day is because the next question is what would you constitute a perfect day and i think asada's perfect day is just like knowing her for so long now <laughs> getting out of bed listeners i'm making a face <laughs> getting out of bed early enough to avoid any attacks from husband or dogs <laughs> making coffee successfully as soon as possible Drinking said coffee while enjoying quiet time and maybe okay. murder podcasts slash <laughs> gossipy podcasts. No offense. <laughs> Love you. Just listing out your daily itinerary right now. Perfect well, day. Well, the Followed by much attention from family that were ignored before <laughs> and sleeping and or hungry. Perfect day or just my no, day? <laughs> no, this is your perfect day, I feel like. Like in my opinion. And then we have a bunch of attention. And oh, then we go so hiking in some sort of exotic location before it's cold because she hates the cold. <laughs> and return home to snuggle in bed and watch and or listen to something pertaining to Harry Potter and or 
gossipy dating TV shows somehow. <laughs> gossipy. Does that sound like a perfect day to you or what? I love that you describe like my reality to like love after lock of like gossipy. <laughs> I don't know what to I don't, I really don't know what box to put that into without calling it trash. I mean it's trash. It's oh, straight there you go. trash. So when it you is, edit this, you can just start it right there. It's mwah, delicious trash. There you go. There's the starting point. Anyway, so what is your actual, now that I've made a fool of that whole thing, what would you constitute a perfect day for you, Asada? <laughs> uh, so I think my per- you started off pretty well. I think a perfect day would be like getting up early, like maybe a little bit before the sun rises to make my coffee. You know, put on bug spray and, like, drink my coffee while the sun rises. I really like that. Provided that husband and dogs are still asleep and uh, can do their own thing <laughs> for a little bit. That's cool. Or can join me in the sunrise, but, like, be very quiet while I drink my coffee. <laughs> Don't bother the process, people. You're only going to get your hand bit off. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that, I mean, you were right with the morning part. That's, that's good. Um, okay. And then I think my perfect day would be like a mix of like outdoor activities and then reading. Okay. Like in the evening. Yeah. Educational or fun reading or maybe a mixture? Maybe a mixture of both. Okay. Yeah. So some yeah. like diet, diurnetics or something like that? Dianetics? It's not like Scientology yeah. or something. <laughs> No. It's called that. No. I'm just kidding. That's why I said humor. And... So <laughs> silly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like I. And this, I'm so this down is for like a, this, this... like hiking or paddleboarding okay. or something like that it would be kind of cool. Well, it's a perfect but... day. Like I mean, what? Like the question is pretty broad. But would you constitute a perfect day for you? Like in the life that you've lived already, then that sounds pretty accurate. But would you con- constitute a perfect day if it was like, you know, a different world you lived in? Like, what do you think a perfect day looks like for Asada? Like, <clears throat> you know, in her, like, imagination world. The perfect day for me in my imagine, like, like no money okay. isn't an object. Yeah, like perfect just day. like in the future for us, where we want to be, like whatever I'm at, like whatever fantasy you want to call it. Well, I wake this, up this question in literally Fiji. says, "What would you constitute a perfect day for you?" I mean, like to me, that sounds like sleeping and having sex all day, uh, and <laughs> not having a worry in the world. But I mean, you know, you're like, not that's wrong. That's kind of selfish too. <laughs> You're not, not not being very productive unless you're trying to have, well, it's a, have perfect a baby. Day. We don't have to be productive. It's a perfect day. There okay, you go. all right. Well, okay. Well, in that world, a perfect day would be like <laughs> we are in some sort of tropical place. Mm-hmm. But I still have like the coffee that I t- normally have. <laughs> like I still have my normal coffee. The whole setup still. The whole, nothing has changed. Yeah, with like the coffee. I can't. I can't bring have the like stove from home hotel coffee. Yeah, no, that would ruin everything. So in this scenario, we wake up in like Fiji, in like our private beach in Fiji, and then there's my coffee. Somehow the dogs are there, and then it's just like a fucking beach day. That mm-hmm. that would be like my perfect day. Oh, that's a good day. Yeah. 
Cool. Like everyone's relaxing and having fun. What about you? What would be your perfect day besides staying in bed and and having sex all day? I think the day when we buy a house together. Okay. I I mean, I don't think that'll be a perfect day. I think it'll be a great day, though. I think it's going to be a perfect day. It'll be a good day. We'll owe owe somebody money, but it'll be a good day. It's going to be perfect, though. It's going to be, like, amazing. Okay, so fantasy world, like I did. It's a very big fantasy. Buying a house is not a fantasy. We're going to do that. Fantasies can be recoverability all day. Coño, answer the question. Coño. You guys, he does this thing where he, like, doesn't answer things directly. (laughs) So what? perfect day for me would be waking up with my beautiful wife and my family and enjoying a day of rest together and maybe some time with our dogs some time in nature like you said i think is great like anything natural whether it's hiking or exploring somewhere anywhere like that's beautiful you know i think it's just such a great time i've had with you being out of the out of our work elements together and having freedoms is is amazing so i think a perfect day is spending it with my lovely wife and not having a worry in the world i agree that's good that's a good one. All right. Um, here is number five. When did you last sing to yourself? Oh, it was probably earlier today. When did you because last sing to some... Huh? When did you last sing to someone else? Oh, probably earlier today. <laughs> it was probably a combination of the two. I started off singing to myself, humming something in my head, then maybe out loud, and then started singing something. Happens all the time. Fair. Yeah. Same. I sing to myself all the time. I sing to you and Artemis and Apollo all the time. Yeah. Artemis is sick of my shit by now. Okay. Um. Next question. Number six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you choose? So that's a complicated question compared to the last couple. Wow. Okay. So... I'm going to live to 90, but either have a rockin' bod or my brain. And a not so rockin' bod. And I'd look like a 90-year-old. That's easy. So, till 90, you're either going to have the mind or body of a 30-year-old. Yeah, I would live, obviously I'm going to live till 90, but I would keep the mind of a 30-year-old. It's a very common question I've heard thrown around. I think it kind of... Yeah, the mind, I think, is the best choice because <clears throat> with the mind, you can affect a lot more change in your life than you can with your body. Well, yeah, and also that I think your body, you can... There's more preventative things that you can do with the body, with the mind. Like, if dementia is going to come for you, dementia is going to come for you. Alzheimer's don't give a fuck about how many fucking planks you do, how long your plank is, like... You said it. Alzheimer's is like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna affect this person. <laughs> She's got abs. <laughs> so, um, okay, um, let's do last question. Last question. We still like more to go. Let's do seven. Okay. But there's twelve. There is, but maybe we'll answer the rest in another episode. I just don't like ending on the one about like dying. <laughs> 
Okay, we'll end on eight then. Okay. Okay. Okay, we'll do one more. It's Not cool. last one, Not everybody. The last one. Okay. Rewind noise. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Oh, yeah. Really? Sada's going to kill me. Wow. <laughs> That's so rude. But she's got knives everywhere, guys. He makes them. No. Yes. I made a knife and it's mine. Okay. You know you made the machete. But that's not in the bedroom. But you actually bought me a knife. Yeah, yeah I bought knives. Okay. All right. Don't listen, to, don't listen to him. No, listen to me. Yeah, Everybody seriously, listen. Seriously, answer the question. She's a dangerous woman. Shut up. <laughs> if I go missing, <laughs> this is evidence. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. Yes. Do so I have you, a secret hunch about how Are you going to answer the question I, or are you going to keep avoiding it? I'm not avoiding it, though. Yeah, you are. You've been avo- I'm looking at the timestamp. You've been avoiding it for 29, 30, 31 seconds. I, asked, I answered honestly at the beginning. To, to Why, you really think I'm going to kill you? Oh, yeah. Okay. For real. All right. That's fair. <laughs> so That's kidding. fair. You're how high my voice. Do today? I have a secret hunch about yeah. how you will die? No, I actually don't. I have silly imagination things that don't make any sense, but none of them are a real hunch. Well, I don't think this is like a real. Like, I don't think it's asking us if you have like a pathological fear of how we're going to die. I think it's just asking us to what our secret hunches are. Like, oh, maybe I will die like this. Do you really think I'm going to, oh, maybe my wife will stab me? Ask the question again, honey. <laughs> You're going to say something. No, I got it now. Okay. <clears throat> Number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Oh, I actually do, honey. For years. I've hurt myself in the kitchen so many ways, slipping, almost cutting myself, etc., etc. But I think one day it will catch up with me. You think you'll bum, bum, bum. die in the kitchen somehow? Yep. Like a kitchen accident, really? It's going to be a freak accident. Wow. I, I'm okay. That's fair. I can't say. Ooh, can this be a good segue into me telling you the story about how I almost died at Crest that you wanted to know the other day and I forgot to tell you? I would love to hear this story. Okay. I, I thought I told you the story and I apologize that I didn't, not because I didn't want you to know for fear of your... Is that when you went to the hospital and you had the bruise on your shin? No. This is when Rich and I were doing inventory... We went into the basement underneath Cress, and the CO2 from the Coke machine was leaking. So the entire bottom of the basement was full of CO2, and we didn't realize it. So we walked down there, and we started doing the inventory, and, like, we started getting really short breath. Oh, my God. And then we realized that, like, we could hear, like, the thing hissing. And we were like, what was that noise? Like, as soon as we walked down, and we were like, oh, maybe it's just something. And then, like, we were down there for a few minutes, and we started getting, like, Ooh. It's like really heavy breathing down here. <laughs> so Rich is like, what's that noise? And we went over to the room and we could see that the thing was like uh, like leaking out of the CO2. And it's like a giant container. 
and that the whole room was filling up and then we started going back to the stairs and like going up the stairs actually hard like not even kidding like like my feet and everything felt heavy and we had to like sit down for five minutes and we got to the top wow yeah that is very scary so they had to have like a guy come with like the mask like an oxygen mask to go down there to turn it off because it was so contaminated and they (laughs) please don't get mad they said that like we probably should have died for being down there or like passed out and maybe died Mm. yeah wow so hence my fear of kitchen accidents killing me (laughs) yeah that's pretty crazy babe yep i don't know how i never told you that i don't know either um, but then, like, after they turned the thing off, we did the inventory, and it was, like, back to business as usual, so, yeah. Yeah, just nearly died, and then went right back to work. Yep. Uh-huh. That's not going to come make up that, in therapy gotta at make that all. dough. <laughs> <laughs> gotta rake it in, baby. Okay, well, <clears throat> that is wild. Anyway, so, yeah, that's my... My fear of dying hunch that I have. Yeah. And, like, you could definitely legit chalk that up to PTSD. How about you, honey? Oh, my secret hunch? Um, yeah. Well, you know, I for some reason, I always thought I was going to die young. <laughs> I thought this is another question that I want to, like, answer for you. <laughs> like, before. Why do you want okay, to my hunt, this? Okay, my secret hunch of how Asada's going to die is she's going to, like, crack her neck like the Terminator one day and her fucking head's going to spin around like the damn possessed movie, whatever it's called. That's Exorcist. Not, that's not your hunch. That's your, that's like a, a no, that's fear my and hunch. anxiety no, that you're projecting onto me. It's called a hunch. No, it's not. Let's <laughs> hunching it up. She, like, cracks her head, like, straight up, like, a robot from a movie that it sounds like her head goes too far and it's, like, cracks too many times. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like you should just have killed yourself. (laughs) And she's actually like, no, that feels (laughs) like the most amazing thing that's ever happened, actually. And my neck feels great. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So that's where my hunch comes from. Oh, my gosh. Continue, please, honey. I'm sorry for no, cutting you okay, off. I well, just wanted to put that out there. <clears throat> That's not a fear of mine, but thank you. Um, although sometimes I do think that I shouldn't crack my neck while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. While you're driving? What else are you doing at the same time, though? It's like they're really making it like, escalate it further. I mean, eating my cereal or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, my God, this guy. That's really it. So, um... My secret hunch is that um, my secret hunch is that I don't know, like maybe um, I definitely I think I've told you this before. Like I think in a past life I've like died in childbirth, so like you know that's definitely there. Well, you've conquered that. Well, not I haven't had a child, so I don't think I conquered that fear. Um, I don't know if you know we we don't have kids, honey. I've never given birth. I don't uh, know. There's a contextual answer, okay, baby. <laughs> like that you yourself died during your birth. Like that you died during childbirth. It could be taken either way, literally. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. 
I'm talking about like <laughs> the death and labor, and you're making a pun about wordplay. <laughs> what? I thought you meant like that you died when you were born until you continued your sentence. So like during that moment between those two words, I thought a different thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Anywho. The power of editing. (laughs) It's going to be great. Uh, Anywho. Yep. That's a thing. So... You were afraid that you're gonna die during childbirth. Mm-hmm. Because I think I died while I was giving birth to another child in a past life. I feel you. It's all lives. I wasn't giving birth to myself. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying it's all of lives. Like, oh. It's intense. A past life. Yeah, the giving birth to a life in a past life, and you're gonna lose your life. It's a lot of lives. Yeah. Okay, well... Anyway. (laughs) Question number eight. Name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common. Well... This is a tricky one. In my opinion, we appear to have a lot of things in common, more than three things, but the love for great storytelling, whether it be in a movie or a book, fantasy or fact, I love all those things, and so does Asada. Another thing we have in common is a love for food. I do cook for a living, and I love food, but Asada... I love to eat. ...loves to eat. I love to eat. She's not afraid to tell you or me if it's good or bad. I love that about her. Yeah. How about you, honey? What's three things that you think we appear to have in common? The three things that... I would say we appear that we have in common. You're right. That is a very weirdly worded question. Um, We both like physical outdoor activities. We both enjoy, like, we know how to relax. We know how to have a good time, you know? And then the other thing that we both appear to enjoy, um... Well, you already said food. What's well, have in common is the question. Or have in common. Both enjoy, I guess, is a good way to say that well, to you. <clears throat> You've, you already said food. Um, you have the same answer as me. It's okay. No, it's okay. Well, like, I think we also see eye to eye on, like, morals and values and, like, political views and things like that. And I think that's really important. Yeah. All right. I think uh, that's a good place to stop. There are 12 questions in the first section. Apparently, this whole questionnaire is broken down into three sections. And we just cracked the surface um, for the set of uh, the first set of questions. Um, So, yeah, I look forward to learning more and asking more questions. Yeah, sounds fun. I can't wait to get to the rest of. 300 million questions with you. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll be back in another week. Adios. Bye.